I don't know what to say. I just say I'm Nadia. Do you want me to? Feels very unnatural. Yes, please stay. Okay. (laughs) I'm Isaac. And I'm Nadia. And welcome to the Table Podcast, where everyone gets to take a seat. Hey, (laughs) what is happening, Nadia? How are you? You know, honestly, I feel like the last two days have been a blur because of all of the smog. (laughs) Yeah, I really actually believe that we're in this like dystopian film. Maybe possibly The Hunger Games or maybe like, oh, I don't know. I like have a very different feel about it. It honestly just makes me think that it's raining all the time, but without the rain. And so I keep looking outside and being like, oh, summer's over because the rain. (laughs) Even though I know... That it's smoke. Like, I'm well aware. But my brain just puts that piece together. No, it was like, so me and Nadia were hanging out yesterday. And yesterday, she was like, I kept saying, I'm like, wow, this moon, it looked like it was like a red moon. And I think the smog was like distorting the colors. It was was very overwhelming. Horrifying. And I was like, wow, Nadia, we're all going to die. And Nadia's like, no, Isaac, it's just raining. It's just raining. And I was like, what? It feels good to just be like, it's just raining. Whenever yeah. whenever something unexpected happens, just say, it's just raining. And suddenly you make your peace. <laughs> that's not how those things work in my head. But I mean, like, if we just need to disconnect, just disconnect hard. Just say it's raining. It could be sunny outside. It's raining. I've been mad disconnecting lately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's real. I mean, that's life. But oh my gosh, you're on my podcast. That's so yes. dope. This I'm so excited so cool. to be here. I'm so excited that you're in the same room as me and we're talking into microphones. Yeah, it feels like way too high tech for like my everyday life, but it feels pretty good. It feels like I was born to sit in this seat and be in front of this mic. For real. <laughs> <laughs> this is who we were supposed to be our whole entire lives. And I don't know why we even decided to do anything else up until this point. I honestly waste my day every day that I'm not right here with you. (laughs) You know, and you know, it's so funny. Okay, speaking of that, we should probably tell people about ourselves. Although, like, they know who I am because, like, this has just been a long pause of my podcast. But now that you're here forever, like, it's our podcast. Right. And so. Plus, we're going to have newcomers. So people need to know who you are regardless. Exactly. So I guess that's right. I guess that's how that works. Yeah. So how do you want to share more about us? I mean, oh, my gosh. Okay. So, Natty, let's talk about, um, I don't know, what's your favorite color? Oh, that's a tough question. (laughs) I always like to say black, but, like, obvious reasons, that's my favorite color. Because we're both black. Right. And that's really important. That's actually a really good, like, first, you know, identifying feature about us. (laughs) We should just say the top five things that people should know about us. Okay. Okay, you're going to go first. Okay, so one, I'm black. That's important. Yes. Because I live and exist as a black person every single day, and there's, like, no way of me, like, getting out of that. Um, That's true. <laughs> can't just turn on. <laughs> I would, like— But why would you want to? You're, you're right. <laughs> Two, I'm very queer. I'm queer AF, is that, as good. the youth say nowadays. The kids are saying that. AF. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard it on the streets. I've heard it on the streets outside of this building. Just earlier. <laughs> just, just a few minutes ago. Just a few minutes ago when we were sta- sitting outside. Queer A. 
F. Yeah. Because what, someone just said it while they walked away. Yeah, it was only um, our figment of our imagination, though. Anyway, but yes, that's what the youth say outside in the imagination. Um, what else am I? Oh, wow. I go, I work. I'm a social worker, but I like work as an education specialist at this like agency where homeless youth stay. Sweet. Yeah, I do that. And then um, I, I just, just moved said to- sweet. Like I didn't know that about you. I knew that about <laughs> you. <laughs> I just really like everything you have to say. That's that's super just like really affirming in that way. Okay, okay, we're gonna power through these last two. Okay, so okay, we're okay. gonna validate and power through. So I also, uh, what else am I? Oh, I'm a, an Aries with a uh, Taurus moon and a rising Sagittarius. That's what they're called. Wow, I almost messed that up. You said it beautifully though. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I just moved to Seattle. Oh yeah, that's. That's kind of new. Yeah. Feels like you've been here my whole life. Which is so fair. (laughs) I feel like we should, I feel like I tell people on my Instagram and in real life, my life started before and after Nadia. Like that's how I measure my life. Wow. So, you know. We'll save the tears for later. Yeah, we'll cry. Not, well, I mean, nobody can see us. We could be crying right now. I'm silently crying. (laughs) Just trying to force back the tears right now. Was that five things about yes, you? Yes, that was. Okay, so I probably should say five things about me. Yes. One, I'm black. <laughs> oh my gosh, something to comment. Yes, yes. But two, I'm a black woman. Oh no. <laughs> so it's that's a little different. different. It's a little different. You know, changes some things, which we can get to at another time. <laughs> <laughs> um, three, I am Nigerian as fuck. And that's important because. I don't know. I don't know why that's so important to me, but like. I mean, it's, it's important to me because I'm not Nigerian as fuck, <laughs> and therefore I don't know anything about being super Nigerian. All right. As it's, fuck. you know, honestly, like, we's a boss ass bitch, bitch. That's kind of that's, that's, that's like. A mood. That's like me. That's like, number four, that's like my constant mood. Like, <laughs> like at work when I'm making my own coffee and I'm proud of myself for doing it on my own. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm a boss ass bitch. <laughs> If it's not playing in your head, are you actually Nadia? Right. That's actually a really good thing for people to ask themselves when they try to be like me. Okay, and number five. (laughs) (laughs) My ego is like the size of my hair. Oh. What does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean? Unpack that. Right, right, right. Because I got a lot of hair. Okay. I got a lot of hair. And it just gets bigger and bigger all the time. Like. It sometimes feels like it's hard to control. And that's how I feel about my ego. It just like it's it's a little out of control and I don't think Isaac you really helped me. I don't. I don't check I don't it try. Ever? No. But like I think that's why I'm a boss ass bitch. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. To sum up, that was five. That was five. <laughs> I don't know if those are the most important things about me, but they were the things that popped in my head as I made the list. And I mean, I feel like because they popped in your head at that moment in time, they were the most important in that moment. Wow. See, this is how you always make me feel good about myself. I just have to validate you because I feel like if I validate you, I'm validating myself because you validate me back in the same kind of way. And that's why we're here together. We're a revolutionary couple. Exactly. But we'll get into that at a later date. <laughs> that's true. That's We're going to just this have to... This is just the oh, introduction. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, we have new segments because it's... a. Uh, co-hosting experience rather than it was me talking to strangers and people I picked up off the street to talk to me because I have no friends. Mm, um, and real. so we're going to have to switch up the segments. So these are some preliminary round ones and like, you know, the listeners can say how they feel about them. But I'm really into these right now. 
Yeah, so please really do them. not try to block his shine. <laughs> Just don't. Don't. Just don't. Don't hurt me right now. So first we have <laughs> Dig In, where we dig into something that we care about mm. or we don't care about and know nothing about, but would you actually know the difference? No, because I got a lot of opinions on a lot of things I don't know anything about. I don't, but I'm going to try. <laughs> Then we have the grown folks table because have you ever been to a Thanksgiving event where you had to sit at the kids' table? Yes. Okay. Literally all the time still. <laughs> well, that was what I was about to say. I just graduated up to like the grown folks table like last Thanksgiving. And I think it's because there was just not that many of us coming and there was a seat for me at the table at that time. And you took it. I did. That's right. And I felt very mature. <laughs> as I sat there and was on my phone and just eating as much turkey as possible so I could go to bed. Like the rest of the adults. I, do you think that's what they do? I don't know. Adults, I've never been at that table. I've, I just, I don't think I experienced it properly. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. Um, and then then we have, wait, did I explain what that was? That was the topic of the day. I completely did not oh, say Oh, yeah, that we just, to... we explained what a grown folks table <laughs> was, but not what that actual thing. I don't even know what it is. I don't either. So okay. maybe that's why it should be the topic of the day. Maybe that's what we should just name it for ourselves at this table. Right. Where we're grown folks. Right. For the time being. I like that. It seems like we just worked that out. Yeah, that's good. And then we have a segment where people write into us, which you guys can do that at the table podcast, no, the table pod at gmail.com, which is the T H E table T A B L E pod P O D at gmail.com. <laughs> you can press a button and it like just generates it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, I guess sometimes. Wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, so you can send in stuff and we could answer your questions to the best of our ability, or we could not and just tangent and talk about whatever we want to because we don't like your question. But what's that segment called? You didn't tell us. Oh, wow. Yeah, we like skipped over that. (laughs) I see. Wow. It's called Who Made the Potato Salad? I wanna I wanna unpack that a little bit. Okay, think about it. So you know how you go to places and somebody makes a dish. Yes. And you question it because it's not your grandma. Right, right. Like at every potluck. Yes. And so who made that? So maybe it could be who made the potato salad this time. Wow. But every segment it could be a different food. I like that. Who made the cornbread? (laughs) Who made the collard greens? Who made the cabbage? Who made the turkey? The ham? Who made any of these things, really? Have you ever seen that video of um, the preacher? And she's like, hams, yams, tomatoes, potatoes. No. Oh, wow. We're going to have to get into that in a moment. Wow. Yeah. You got to watch that on a break. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. I got distracted. Okay. And then can I get a to-go bag is the final segment where we Mm -hmm. wrap things up. And, you know, I've taken to-go bags from my grandma's um, cooking Mm -hmm. adventures. Right. So, I mean, we should probably take one from this table, too. I love that. That's beautiful. I th- I, yeah. That's beautiful. To-go bags, like, that's that's love. That's real love because some people don't even make you, like, a to-go plate. And I don't like, think they should assume that we can cook, like, no, because at our homes because that's why we're here. Exactly. For you to feed me and then hopefully send me with another meal. Yeah. I don't even know why I moved out here because now I can't get to-go plates from my grandma's house. She's so far away now. Yeah, and I am i don't cook, like I said, so we'll find <laughs> you can't even grab one from my place. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're struggling out I here. Know. But anyway, we're going to get into the first segment after this break. Ooh. 
So, Nadia, I showed you this video. <laughs> so it's sorry. called Bitch, I'm a Cow. Yeah. But Daja Cat. <laughs> and I didn't think it was real. I just did not think that was a real life thing that happened by a real life person who, is, who has oh, respect. She's a really big recording artist. Her music outside of this is amazing. I believe you. I just didn't know. Like, <laughs> and I just don't think that video was going to be the thing to inform me about those facts. Like, is, am I am I wrong? I mean, <laughs> I think that's fair. Okay. Honestly, but like tell me about your initial thoughts about bitch I'm a cow cuz I don't I don't identify as a cow. I don't identify as a cow at all. In fact, if somebody was like bitch you're a cow, <laughs> see how suddenly those lyrics <laughs> seem really offensive like <laughs> like it's not okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with cows to be quite like honest. I mean, we're from Kansas. We love a good cow. I love a good cow. That's like literally one of the top a hundred facts about me is I love a good cow, right? <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like, that's not something that I identify as. Yeah. But like, okay, people probably haven't. I don't know if everybody's seen this. I know it's viral, but like, for people who haven't seen it, okay, summarize this. Okay, this I'll video. summarize like, this, this experience. But like, don't give away anything good for no. the viewers who really oh, want to yeah. watch it. Like, they want to pause this and watch it, which is totally fine. Yeah, which you can definitely pause this. Go Google. Bitch, I'm a cow, but Doja Cat <laughs> on the YouTube. Yeah, it'll come right up. It'll pop up. Do the Google search if you need to. It'll yeah, pop up. Whatever you need to do. Yeah, take your time. Okay, yeah. you're back. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> so, Bitch, I'm a cow is about Doja Cat. Doja Cat. How do you pronounce her name? I want to say Doja, but Doja? that's just because I want to, and I don't think that's fair. Yeah. Well, she's a cow, and she's not a cat. No. Because she doesn't go meow. Mm. And there's so many different, like, verses, and they're really good. At one point, she's like, oh, McDonald had a cow. And then she's like, move, move. I'm not a moose, bitch. Get out my hay. Get out my hay. And that's my favorite part. Honestly, it speaks to both of us, I mm -hmm. think. And Seattle's going to hear it a lot more. <laughs> because I feel like I just, I was like, somebody bumps into me. I'm like, I'm not a moose, bitch. Get out my hay. Get out my hay. <laughs> that's I like, just... it's aggressive and like whimsical mm -hmm. all at the same time. I feel like people got to appreciate that. They have to. It's very... It's like an onomatopoeia. Is that what it's called? No. Onomatopoeia. Wow, I don't know. It kind like moo terms. is would be like an. That's no. Or like is that like, bang? You know, like they, just yeah. like like Wait. like. <laughs> what is like that? Is the that words? The words for sounds. The words. So moo for would sounds. be onomatopoeia. I think. Okay, I'm gonna go with that. I don't know. I feel pretty comfortable about that. And wait, okay, side, like track thought. Wait. I had a teammate in college. Who was from the Netherlands. Okay. And the animal sounds are different. Yeah, they're different. Like, if you're Everywhere. in a different country. Yeah, I just, I wasn't prepared. So wait, do you, is the animal sounds in Nigeria different? <laughs> yes, but I don't know them. I'm oh, trying to remember, the, like, one that my dad told me. And I was like, that doesn't sound, I don't remember. I just remember being like, yeah. Dad, that's not what it sounds like. Okay. Which is really rude of me. So the one, the one that got me was that, like, our cows go moo, right? Yeah. The ones in, like, Netherlands, they go ba, Like, like, 
bomb. And I was like, whoa, I could be getting this wrong. And if you're from the Netherlands and you're listening and I offended you, I'm so sorry. But like also, that probably is the truth. It could be. I mean, it's like you've heard it before, so it's got to be true. It has to be true. It has to. So like she's not a cat. (laughs) (laughs) If we're going back to the video, she's not a cat. She doesn't say meow. She doesn't say meow. (laughs) What Um, else happens in this riveting video? (laughs) I don't know. There was like old McDonald popped up. McDonald's, like Ronald McDonald was like. I just thought of a part I actually liked. The reference to Milkshake by Khalees. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was good. I respected that. I mean, it's a a music video about being a cow. How could you not (laughs) make a milkshake reference? That would be like not capitalizing on something. The fact that it was to the farm. Right. Not to the yard. I appreciated that. Milkshakes brings all the boys to the farm. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, That is really creative and innovative. Innovative. Oh, wow. Anyway, I think she's a fairy. All right. I mean, tell us more. Tell us more. <laughs> I just, so if, if nobody knows <laughs> I don't want to just fa- take that at face value. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know if anybody knows what a fairy is, so I'm going to explain it. A fairy is these people who have fur personas, and they they dress up in, like, fur costumes and have sex with each other. Right. And if you identify as a cow, you have to be a fairy. That just seems like it correlates perfectly. Honestly, I think that she was practicing the cow, like, pose, like the yoga pose. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) she's just trying to get the benefits of the pose, it's really good for the spine. And I feel like like there was a lot, like there was a lot of cow movement in the video, if you recall, you know, like I feel like a lot of Do, cow movement. Is twerking movement. just doing no, the but cow it's like, pose? <laughs> or maybe it is in slow motion. <gasps> Honestly, never thought about it like that. Yeah. That's gonna make yoga far more entertaining. And engaging for this black yogi. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, just say it's twerking. Wow. Oh wow, that just took me to another tangent. But I'm gonna contain that one. Yes. To say, what's wrong with being a cat? I don't think there's anything wrong with being a cat. Like that's rude. Yeah. That's rude. She's not a cat. She doesn't meow. And what's wrong with meowing? I feel like sometimes there's so many different versions of meowing. You have yeah. so much. Moo is very like bland. Like I think you basic. could spice up moo. But like, like as a cow. Moo, bitch. <laughs> I mean, oh, get out wow. my hay. Like that's a different tone than like. Yeah, but like, okay, so if I wanted to spice up meow, what does that sound like? What does that sound like? Meow, 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 meow. Okay, and then like what's another version? Meow. Ooh. Wow, I feel like we can do that with any animal sound, though. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out, like, all of my rap, like, my cat raps that I keep in the back of my head always. You have cat raps in the back no, of your head? No, of course not. That's I don't like, like cats. <laughs> that would be a really fun fact yeah. to bring out at a party. Yeah, I'm like, I have a cat raps. I've got mad cat raps. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm from the 90s <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when wow. I'm at parties, yeah. That's wild. Okay, I feel like we we dissected our feelings. I think we took a lot out of that video. In fact, I think 
I have a different opinion about it now that we've talked about it. Yeah. Like it's, it really does make you think. It does. It's like. Like what does it mean to be a cow? Yeah. I don't know. She like really did some good ad libs in it too. That I like now that I'm thinking about it, when she was like, <laughs> "If you're a calf, you're my daughter. If you don't like me, I'll send you out to slaughter." I was like, Damn. "That's wild." That's like really. That's intense though. Yeah. I'll send you out to slaughter. I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> With that note, <laughs> let's take another break. So, Nadia, at the grown folks table today, yes, we talking about that we're not in Kansas anymore. How many times has anybody said that to you here? So many times. So many times. I cannot deal with it 167% of the time mm. because I am not in Kansas anymore. And I get that and I understand that, but I'm not Dorothy. I just, I just feel like just because we aren't in Kansas doesn't mean you need to tell us it all the time. Like we are well aware. Has any have you been to Kansas? You know when you get out. Like <laughs> it's pretty clear right away. So I just don't understand. I just it's not, it's not a cute joke. Like this no. joke has been used over and over and over again. And it would be fun. I actually want to go to like a Halloween party as Dorothy mm-hmm. just to make the joke even more stupid. I don't want you to do that. I'm going to do it. I have the red wig and everything. I'm ready. I'm excited about the wig, so <laughs> I'm going to support you in this. <laughs> <laughs> the transition is like, oh, oh, the wig. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah I'm that's going to be real nice. <laughs> so we're not in Kansas anymore. We're not in Kansas anymore. Um, we are in the Emerald City, a.k.a. Seattle, a.k.a. the city of the sea. I don't think that's what people call that. Is it really the city of the sea? Because I did not look no, into that. No, I don't think it is. I didn't look into it either. I just okay. made that up. Emerald City, though. The Emerald City. For though. sure. And it is pretty green. It's beautiful. It's so gorgeous. Yeah. Like, I felt like I could breathe better until the smog rolled in. But, like, you right, know, right, it's right. <laughs> it's very different. It's very different. Before, you know, recent events, uh, it's recent been events. beautiful. Yeah, it's been gorgeous. Blue skies, you know, for, like, the two months, maybe, maybe not even two months of summer, blue skies. <laughs> <laughs> and then gray for like months several months like until you get to a point where you're like it can't possibly be gray any longer and then you go several more months and then you think it's gotta be over it has to be and then you go a few more days and then the sun comes out and then it goes away immediately the next day and then it co- it's just like no. it plays games the and, weather plays games here and that's why everybody should invest in vitamin d yes so important so important in seattle yeah. it's like i think somebody told me that the first day i got here they were like get your vitamin d pills and i was like yeah. yo i already have them because seasonal depression is still real in kansas but it's, it's even more real here it is real in a different way yeah. <laughs> in a different way i definitely i take vitamin d every day but i take it by the little eyedropper in oh. my mouth though I've said that to people before. They're like, you put vitamin D in your eye. I do not recommend that. I am also not a health professional. So anything I say about vitamins and how you should take them, just don't listen to me. (laughs) Because I don't want you to hurt yourself with vitamins. Yeah. That's hard to do, though. I mean, I think. Uh, I just, whoa. Sorry, I I got really nervous about it. You need to take your vitamin D here, though, because it is rainy a lot of the time. Yeah. Which also means that the table is now based in... The great land of Seattle. Yes. Which is basically just Lawrence, but big. 
it's Lawrence, but bigger. Yeah. And, you know, a lot more beautiful. It's gorgeous. A lot more beautiful, but exa- it's exactly like Lawrence, at least socially. It's like, yeah. I literally feel, I felt comfortable immediately as I got here <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> no. And it's like even worse being black in Seattle. And like being black in Lawrence was rough. Yes. Like, like, but the thing is here, the Seattle freeze and like going through that and being like, oh my God, I have to find community, but I can't. And then like, I just, okay. So first, Seattle freeze. Seattle freeze. Nobody knows what that is except people who come to Seattle and live here for at least three months. Right. And that's like, you know, Seattleites being cold and not. Not trying to make any kind of com- like friendship commitment to you. It's too hard. Like you might, they're they're very friendly, right? Like they're gonna be nice to you, and then you're gonna be like, "We should get coffee," and they'll be like, "Yeah, sometime." And you'll never hear from that person again. Never again. Like unless you work with them, in which case you will probably exchange weird eye contact for a while, like a while. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's so weird because like I was lucky to go into my job and work with a whole bunch of people who are, like, transplants, so they moved yes. here. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, my God, I don't want you to go through the Seattle freeze. And I was like, what's that? I've never experienced that. I'm a very outgoing person, and I will have all of my friends settled and figured out in the first week. That's cute. Yep, that That's didn't happen. real cute. I fortunately had friends here when I moved here. So I was like, I don't need to meet new people. Like, I have three friends. That's enough. And then I would rotate through the three friends. And then when they were unavailable, I was like, what am I going to do? I can't meet people here. People are cold. And it was sad for a while. It was, yeah. <laughs> it, takes a, it takes a lot of time to build up friendships. Like, anywhere probably, but, like. Here it's weird. It's hard. Yeah, and I guess, like, coming from, like, Lawrence, where, like, you lived there, and then you went to yeah. school there. Yeah, I grew up there. And then you moved here through other ways, but you got here eventually. Yeah, I'm here now. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> we're all here. Um, where it's, like, I plopped myself into Lawrence. Right. And then I was like, okay, this is cool. And I made my community so fast because black people in Lawrence are like, oh my God, a new one. Yeah, no, it's true. And here it's like black people are like, oh, wow. Look at that one. Okay, cool, bye. It's like the black people from Seattle though. Because there's there's black people here in the South and like all, like everyone I meet there, (laughs) they're like... (laughs) They're like like very warm, welcoming people. Like you can have that community once you find it. It's just hard to find it. It's, it's work. Yeah, it's hard to find it. Yeah. It's, but yeah, but even like the fact that we're black and we're in Seattle. Yeah, I think it's in my experience so far. There's three kind of black people in Seattle: the people who grew up in Seattle who are black mm. and act like they grew up in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the black people who grew up in Seattle and act like they didn't grow up in Seattle. Uh-huh. And it's like this very hyper black, like I watch BET every single day and the only quotes that I have are from the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Damn. And then there's the ones who moved here. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have. You've encountered, I'm just impressed because I don't know if I've encountered all three of those categories here. That's how few black All of them have happened in Ubers. I interact with, there we go. That makes a lot more sense because I'm just like, <laughs> Where are you looking? But I think I get a really big like piece of context for my world is that I work in tech. Yeah. And so like you don't see black people often if ever. Especially and I work at a, like a me- more medium-sized company now, so like 
it's if I see a black person in the building, I'm like, oh, oh, my God. And I like really like I do like a double take to a point where it's like I think I've made them uncomfortable, but they understand. They get it because it's like when you see black people, it's like especially being a transplant or like not being from Seattle and already having that crew of people. Right. I see black people. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh my God, we're gonna be the best of friends. Like I've, I've, I like this is like so bad that I'm admitting this, like on air. But like I was at a drag show and I was mm. hanging out and I was like, oh my God, there's a black drag queen. I'm gonna become friends with her. I feel like I accosted her because I was a little <laughs> over the amount of drunk that I needed to be. Right. But I was like, oh my God, I just moved here and I'm black and there's no other black people here and I'm like really upset and help me, please. Can we be the best of friends? It took us like four other times of meeting. Before she really was like, okay, we could be cool. Which is healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is healthy, I think. You know, that's a pretty that's a pretty good screening process. I just don't think I should be screened. I just, I believe that. Why like, are you trying to no, set no, no, up no, I agree boundaries and borders in my friendship, in my attempt to be friends with you? I just feel like when you first meet me, you need to have me at full face value. And then you can choose if I'm good or not. And then just throw me out. Like, those are the only two options you can have. Hashtag friendship without borders. Hashtag friendship without borders, which we'll get into another we'll episode. It. <laughs> we're going to still have to throw stuff we already... <laughs> uh, What were we talking about? Being black in Seattle. And you were talking about right. tech and how that's a completely different experience than mine because I'm a nonprofit. So. Right. No, tech, it's, it's, it's bleak out there. It is bleak. And also, like, if you look at stats for black, like, black people in tech, like, throughout the industry, it's like... In leadership positions, it's barely it's like zero to two percent. Like oh no, I think it's closer. It's closer to zero. <laughs> zero to two percent. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure because I was just looking. I was just looking at this article and I just kept looking. But and I was like, oh my god, there's like no people of color at the top. And then you get like, okay, what about managers? There are very, 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 very few. And then I'm thinking about my own experience, and I'm like, I never really. I I think I probably once saw a black person in like a manager position in my first job here. So like, that's just, that's weird to me. That's Mm -hmm. really like, I didn't really have anybody that I could talk to about like workplace challenges at all because there were, there was nobody that I could talk to about things that I was encountering and then they would believe me or they would understand or they would even take it seriously because there's no people of color in higher positions in tech. It's just, it's outrageous. Like people will be like, oh no, I know a couple. And it's like, so you can think of a couple. <laughs> I need you to think of at least 10. Right. And like off the top of your head, like give them my contact information so they could be my supervisor. Like I need that. It's just, oh man, it's it's crazy. And I'm going to a conference actually in October that's like black women in tech. Oh, and so amazing. it'll be, yeah, it'll be from this area, like from the Pacific Northwest. So it'll be actually great to network because there's like, there are no opportunities to do that in everyday life in tech. It's just, oh. it's like white everywhere. And like, even like, thinking about how Seattle is, like, very tech-based also. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a microcosm of that inside of the city, right? Right. So we're, like, sitting here, and if I didn't know Nadia or, I like, got connected with Nadia before I got up here, there's no possible way that I'd probably meet new black people unless I was, like, on a Tinder date. Right. Like, yeah. And that's just how it is because everybody here is working, and they're, like, a techie or they're an Amazombie. And yeah, if you're a techie, then you are an Amazombie. Yeah. But it's like, Amazonian. Amber Zombie. <laughs> I've renamed all of you. Amazon. I'm creative. And I'm not one of them anymore. Anymore. I mean, like, anymore. I feel like that's like for every person who's moved out here, like, with tech, it's like, yeah. I was an Amber Zombie and now I'm not. Yeah. Look at me flourish. Yeah. It's like you really brag about it. 
Yeah. You really brag about it. It's weird. Like I find myself doing it all the time. And even even if I need to make conversation with a stranger, I don't work at Amazon anymore. Just throw that out there. See where it goes. <laughs> that's like, oh gosh, that's so loud. But even like just in general, I don't know. Like running into white people. And I guess in my sphere of like mm-hmm. being in nonprofits, mm-hmm. I'm dealing with like the woke whites. Yeah, very different. Very white liberal spaces. Like it's already very white liberal and like so you don't run into those problems of like you're not going to be called, like, a nigger walking down the street necessarily. But it's more of, like, this is happening in the workplace, and I feel a lot of microaggressions happening. Yeah. Or, like, people explaining to you your own, like, experiences. Or, like, me sitting in a meeting or, like, a training, and they're like, this is how black and brown homeless youth experience things. And I'm like, yo, I know how they experience things, and it's not because I'm homeless. It's because I actually know what it's like to be black and, like, not wanting to be accepted in society. And you're not describing this properly because I'm being, like, told this by, like, a white queer person. Because it's always a white queer person or a white woman. It's interesting. Every time. Every single time. Every single time. It's like, uh, no, because this is how I was (laughs) feeling when I was in academia. It was like, wow, okay, there's like these white people Mm -hmm. and they feel like they know things. And so they're going to talk to me about my own experience and then feel guilty about it. And then are like completely clam up and just be like, I'm going to co-sign everything you say. And like, that's awesome. But it's never like action oriented. Mm -hmm. Both Like the ones that are action oriented are like detrimental. And the ones who aren't action oriented are like, "Eh." like (laughs) I I know the lingo and I know how to talk about it, but I'm not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. That was how Lawrence felt. Yes. Now Seattle being bigger. a really good description of Lawrence. I never thought about it like that, but yes. I feel like I talked about it every single day while I was there. God. Yeah. Yeah. And And so Seattle's just that but bigger. And so it's it's like coal corporations of people being like, "Eh." (laughs) and you're like, whoa, like you are really ineffective. And I don't know why you decided to talk to me today about this. Yeah. And it's so weird because insecure makes Mm. me think about it a lot when we're talking about we got y'all like every single time. It's not even my job because I feel like my job is a little bit more progressive than most because we have a lot more impact in a lot more populations that we deal with than just like homeless youth so we have like this more like more proactive team like leadership that Mm -hmm. works there but um most of them are like we got y'all where it's like oh like i have this white hand holding up these black and brown children and we're gonna support them and just feed money into it and i'm just like wow seattle is no different than lawrence was but lawrence it was like we're just gonna let them fall right pretend we're giving them stuff Right. We're going to cry with them a couple times a year. <laughs> Maybe get a good slideshow presentation about one that got successful but did it all on the backs of themselves. And, like, hand out some candles. Specifically Yankee. Probably warm brown sugar. Oh. Because that's that's what the black people like. That's honestly spot on. Yep. Spot on. Yeah, Seattle's um, very, very similar. There are a lot more Black Lives Matter signs here. So many. But those people do not have black friends. At all. At all. Like, Mm -mm. it's amazing to see that here. And there's a lot of people, like what you were saying, there's a lot of people who talk about, like, the theoretical experience of being black (sighs) to Lee all the time. (laughs) Like, and I go to trainings and I'm like, what is, this is so weird. Like, people are very confident about what they read in a book. So confident. Like. Like, I didn't know. Like, like I don't live it to... <laughs> like, I'm not sure. <laughs> like, like, you could replace all of those, like, 
as a black man to Isaac experience right. this, this, and this last weekend. Right. Like, but then I'll explain something that actually happened in real life during like a meeting or like I don't like at a bar or like at a restaurant. And people will just look at me blankly like, what is she talking about? This was not in the book. So it didn't happen to her. She is lying to us. Like, it's like the weirdest, like, they just don't believe the racism is currently happening. But but they believe in the books. <laughs> they believe in the books because that black had to have experienced it way di- like, the same exact way that we do. Right. Not that there's any, like, levels of, like gatekeeping that comes with that because you had to work to get there which like Mm. go off black man but like what about the black women hey like what about the black queer like folks like what about all these other people who like don't have access to that and there's more barriers and there's like different experiences and like being black and queer in seattle is like wild like just being a person like a queer person of color in seattle yeah super wild because like the white gays are like, whoa, like, we're going to go and do this and we're going to have a great time. This is going to work here. And, like, I'm going to bring along my black friend and we're going to have a great time over here on this nude beach and it's going to be super cool. But, like, I'm like, I went to a nude beach because I'm in Seattle. Good for you. You know. Good I'm for you. I have, well, I've been to that beach. <laughs> like, one time. Yeah, I didn't take my clothes off all the way. I didn't take my clothes off at all, but I did enjoy the beach. It's so. really nice it's beach. It's nice. It's a really nice beach. Anyway, so... <laughs> I was there and it was like, I felt like I was being gawked at because it was like, oh, wait, I want to see like the appendages or people like, oh, why aren't you naked? Like everybody gets naked here. I'm like, the person over there is not naked. And they're like, oh, but like you could be naked too. And like, it'd be, I'm like, that person's over there is not naked either. And like, I don't want to be naked. So I'm not going to take my clothes off because I feel like because of my black body in this like primarily white space, like y'all are wanting something that you want to gawk at something that I don't want to be gawked at at the moment. But like in other occasions, maybe, I don't know. Right. I mean, but also you own that decision. So like, exactly. let's not try to just undress you. Yeah. That's just, that's dumb. But with all of that being said and all of those things, how have you built community? Because I'm new here. Yes. Natty has been here for a little while. And that's why she's more of an adult in Seattle than I am at this. I'm the more. adult You're in the Seattle. You're the adult in the situation. I am older than you. Yeah. But I don't feel like an adult ever. Um, how, have <laughs> built, how have I built community here? Honestly, I've built community... Through friends of friends. Like, mm-hmm. I've met, fortunately, um, my good friend Liam is out, was like, Liam. has been out here for, like, three years. Yeah. And, like, he's a huge support system for me here, especially when I moved. Um, and Liam just, like, knows a lot of really great people. So Liam introduced me to one of my, uh, my friends, Susan, who's Kenyan. Mm-hmm. So then I was able to connect with more of the African community here, which is really, really, really important to me. And I've been able to do that a lot more since, like, after graduating college, like there was this weird gap between college and now where I couldn't, I didn't have a ton of African friends because like left college where there was an African student association. Mm, and then yeah. a lot of those folks moved out of Lawrence because why would you stay in Lawrence? <laughs> and then, <laughs> sorry about it. And, um, and so like they left. And so there was a period of time where I was like, wow, there's just not, there's like not a lot of people my age in this, in this area that I could connect with. So being in Seattle and where there's, it's just like, there's a lot, there's a lot more African communities here in the South. Um, I was able to connect with with them through her. And so and then I've also built friends, which we were both Isaac and I last night were at a, a little impromptu event called Melanin Monday. Melanin Monday. <laughs> and we had a few folks over, um, women of color, and then our friend's cousin, Kendall. Yeah. yeah. He's cool. He's cool. 18 Kendall's year old. super cool. 
just like I we're hoping he moves out so that we can just have I need Kendall podcast. to move <laughs> out here so we can start the new project that will be Melanin Monday as a podcast. Yeah. Where we literally good. watch Insecure and talk. Mm-hmm. That's what Melanin Monday's about. And like it's important just to have those those moments, those days where like Mondays are traditionally not fun days at all. No. I don't think all. I don't think there's anything positive about it except for Melanin Monday now because it's like Get off work, go chill with friends, watch Insecure, drink some wine, eat some a lot of popcorn. Oh, my God. That popcorn was so good. It's good. Maddie, I thought about buying popcorn today because I was thinking about the popcorn from yesterday. It was like I was trying to explain to everybody that I would eat the entire bag if they didn't just like go in. And like people just didn't believe me like they should have. It was gone. I just was not oh, playing God. games. I just wanted to eat all of it. At once. And so I tried. And I succeeded. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. But, uh, yeah, that's what happens on Melanin yeah. Monday. Yeah, it's been, like, it's so weird. So I was always thinking that as a adult, I wasn't going to be able to, like, become friends with my work friends. I thought, like, that yeah. was taboo. Like, everybody told me, like, do not hang out with your work friends. Like, that's not what you do. I made all of my community so far, like, from Nadia because friends of friends. And that's, like, literally, I'm, like, every time Nadia goes somewhere, I'm, like, I want to go, too. And I want you to be there. Every time I go somewhere, I think, okay, this is something Isaac should be at. To a point where it's, like, I'm at work. (laughs) And I'm, like, oh, this meeting sounds like it's going to be a good time. (laughs) Let me see if Isaac's available. And then I realize that's not an appropriate thing. Like, eating the free snacks in my kitchen would be a lot more fun if Isaac could come. (laughs) But Isaac has a job, and I don't think my job wants me to bring friends to the snack kitchens. Not all the time, anyways, like sometimes. I also would love if you would come to my job because I feel like you would appreciate the way that I react to these children (laughs) more because you know when I talk about it, it's like, wow, that's wild. Isaac, why are you going through these kinds of things? But in the moment, it's like I'm (laughs) shook-faced. Like I'm like, oh, no, this child did not just talk to me that way. Hold on. And then I have to act like my mom, which like is not normal for me, but it's like (laughs) – why are you talking to me like that? Or like, mm, I told you to go clean your room. Like, I talk to these children in the way that I feel like I'm going to parent. Right. But I know that my children are not going to be like that. <laughs> They're just not. They could be. They're not going to be as fun. They I could love these be. Kids. <laughs> nope. I'm like, I know for a fact they my could children be, are going to be They bland. could be really fun. That's really rude to your hypothetical future children. Honestly. Then if they're, like, super energetic and awesome, I'm going to be like, oh, my God. I was I so think, surprised. Oh, man. I think about this way too much. Like, what would happen if I had a child? I don't know why I think about this often because that's anxiety-inducing. But <laughs> I'm just like, my child would be out of control. Like, my attitude – I know my attitude that I don't actually even, like, follow through with. Like, my attitude's bigger than people realize. <laughs> and if my child just, like, came out like that – and was like me in most ways and more. Oh my God. I wouldn't be able to survive it. Like my mom's a saint. <laughs> <laughs> I am not like my mom. <laughs> and so anyways, I just clearly we obviously have to have an episode about how we talk about what our, f- our hypothetical future. children would be. Hypothetical. Hypothetical. Because like, like the likelihood of it happening, oh my gosh, what if we had kids and together. they hung out together? <laughs> <laughs> Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Daddy are gonna have a child. Whoa, that would be wild. That'd be so weird. Well, that child wow. would be like beautiful, just gorgeous. Like, like first and foremost, let's start. There. Let's like start with the obvious thing. We beautiful, beautiful child. Dang that but, hair. <laughs> whoa, because yes. I imagine like 
the like curl pattern is gonna be like somewhere in between ours. Yes. It's just gonna be like this loose, like but like little fro. Fro. Like this loose fro. fro. It's gonna be so cute. Wow, I'm emotional about it. Let's just who. But yes, okay. So my work friend group is super like supportive. And I feel like because of the line of work I'm in, Mm -hmm. like we have to be like good friends. There's no other possibility. Like we're gonna have to just engage in that yeah. kind of way so like we have a great time and we like chat about the things because i can't tell you every single detail but i mm-hmm. can see, tell them all every single detail because confidentiality hippa hippa Hi- i don't know why it's hippa <laughs> pippa is a hippa <laughs> pippa the pig peppa the pig peppa pippa 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 that's how you that's how little wayne raps so he can rhyme words <laughs> pippa oh. is a hippa because pippo pippa is a hippo Pippa is a hippo. <laughs> All right. I don't know how we got. Oh, confidentiality. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, you got to have. Honestly, I don't know who told you not to have work friends. <laughs> Maybe people People are like that. I don't like those people. I don't trust those people. You know when you meet someone and you can feel them work friending you? Yeah. Like, you know, like you can see the boundaries that are put. You see the friendship with borders and you want to you want to get out of there. Hashtag because friendship with borders. Friendship without, bo- without borders. borders. It's our new tagline. Yes. Because like. It's weird to go to work and then you have to exist as somebody who has never been outside of work. Like, I have to I carry my life in with me every day. Like, what I'm going through outside of work is coming with me. So if you're going to do that to me when I'm talking to you, if I decide to bless you. With my life. With one of the things happening in my life outside of data and communications. If I decide to talk about anything outside of those two things, you have been blessed. So, like, let's not try to put like a border up this that's ridiculous and i exactly. find that like i we're presenting the world with our full selves like right. in this moment right. and we're iconic already in this moment so like they should expect that they should expect it just in general i feel like i radiate like this like friendly vibe that everybody wants to be my friend like the children say i'm hip i Dang. think that i wish the children would say that about me yeah i was shook they were like <laughs> isaac's with it and i was like yeah I am. Yes, I am. I'm here and you're there <laughs> behind the not hip sign. Right. Uh, I think your kids would find that not hip. They wouldn't. And that's why I will never say it in front of them. <laughs> but yeah, like I feel like you should come 100% all the time. And yeah. if they don't like you, then like they can kick rocks with open toed shoes unless they pay in your bills. Then they can slide out of the DMs and leave me alone. Wow. I just say, like, you can go jump in a lake. That's it. Just go jump in a lake. Honestly, but if you can't swim, I don't recommend that. See, I'm not like literally levels. not trying to. Yeah, like, if you can't anybody. swim, don't jump don't in a lake. That. Maybe just go ahead and kick the rocks. Yeah, like, kick rocks with open toed shoes, but like, don't break your pinky toe because mm-hmm. it's not really that important. But also, I feel like that would hurt a lot. And I feel like you'd be self conscious about that toe for yeah. a while. And that just might affect your everyday life. You got you to come at it with 100%. Confident. Well, how did we get here? And you know what? <laughs> this is why that this podcast is going to be great because the thing is, we have like these set topics, yes, that are just going to give us like gold, other different gold. directions. Yeah, and that's just how that works. That's how it works. Yeah. Anyway, we should take a break and then we can finish this thing on out. I lied. We have more than two things. One thing. 
I felt like you were trying to cut it short on purpose. Oh, like, I don't know. I don't you didn't want to get to our reader's question. I don't know. That's my fault. But we're actually really excited. We like, are. We're excited. Oh my gosh. Okay, so somebody asked us to talk about a subject. This someone's name is the beautiful human Cody Charles. That's yes. their name. The beautiful human Cody Charles. If you do not include the beautiful human part, we'll kill you. I'll no, I, I, I feel like I, we take a. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I was about to make a decision that I would later regret. <laughs> I feel like we should just move on past that comment. Like it never happened. Okay, cool. All right. So, Cody has asked the beautiful human. The Cody beautiful Charles, human, Cody Charles, has asked us to talk about what we would have told ourselves as freshmen coming into college as black and brown bodies or as like different than the majority of what KU is, which is white, middle to upper class, Mm -hmm. um, privileged men and women. Because I think there's more women in KU than there is men. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know why I know that. I don't know. I think I looked that up like recently. That's like that's like hot off the press stats. So yeah. you, t- you looked at a census recently. I think I did. No, I have to look at census. Censuses. Since what's the pro? I feel pro- like it's censuses. Censuses. It sounds weird, but sensei would be really dumb. Yeah. So censuses. <laughs> <laughs> um, for work, I have to look at them all the time, that's and so interesting. Yeah. Okay, so you so you found out. Yeah, I found out that there's more women than But anyways, there. what would we tell our freshmen selves? I, You know, the thing is, I was actually thinking about this earlier. And I haven't been in school for almost six years. That's wild to Like, me. I graduated in December of 2012. So it's, I'm just like, man, I ha- it's been so long, too, since I've reflected on school. Like, I don't even think about that anymore. I don't even organize my life in semesters anymore, which is really, really weird. <laughs> Whoa, that's so wild because right now I'm like hot off the press. Yeah. Graduated and I'm like, wow, I think I should go to night school so I feel like I can have a, like a quarter or a semester of don't my life. Don't do that. I know. I don't have the don't time. Do I don't have the time. Yeah. I just, oh, college was <laughs> college was so long ago. And honestly, I wanted to get out really quickly, really quickly. Like I was like, I wasn't into, I wasn't into classes that much. Like it seems like I would be because... I don't know. I I was always like into school. Like K through twelve was like mm. the overachiever at my house. Really into school. My dad wanted me to be a lawyer. I did not become that. Um, but like that was, and I was. I thought I was going to become a lawyer too. So I was like, you know, like gold star school child. And then college, I was just like, God, I don't love this. Yeah. I don't know why. And I so I got out in like three and a half years. But if I was gonna go back and tell myself mm-hmm. something, I'd be like, Girl, you need to chill. <laughs> You need to chill because it's not that serious. Like, yeah. you should study and you should do your best and you should try. But, like, don't don't overdo it. You know, like, take breaks. Exactly. I did oh not take breaks. I would, like, study and write papers through the night all the time. And I wouldn't feed myself properly, which is why I still have bad eating habits. Like, Same. I just didn't take care of myself. I, I rarely slept. I drank, like, a pot of coffee a day. Like, that was when I was at my height of coffee consumption. And it was just, it was, it it was something that I, like, I took grades really, really seriously. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like I gave myself room to just, like, do stuff for fun, just learn stuff for fun, take classes that were outside of what my path was in journalism. And, 
yeah, it was mostly journalism and French. So, like, I just didn't, like, during, I think my, it was the summer before my last semester, I went to Senegal for study abroad. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, you finally pushed yourself to do something that wasn't planned and wasn't, like, it wasn't in my parents' idea of what I should be doing in college. And, like, it was just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Senegal and I'm going to study French there and do something that's not what I had in mind for myself in college. And that was when I enjoyed myself the most. And so if I would have spent more time just, like, giving myself space to do stuff like that, um, that would have been my biggest piece of advice, I wow. guess. That's real. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, I don't know. I'm, like, on the other end of the spectrum because I was, like, a student athlete when I first got in. Mm. And I was, like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be, like, the greatest time of my life. And, you know, you have the orientation days and you meet all those new people. And you're, like, I'm going to be friends with all these folks. And then it was, like, I isolated myself for, like, two weeks. <laughs> I was, like, I'm tired. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I was like, mm, this class schedule thing, mm, don't like it. Like, it was wow. all, it was very much like, I was not prepared. Yeah. And the thing was, like, one, nobody prepared me, like, in that kind of sense. They were like, you're going to do your sport, and this is when you have to go show up for practice. Yeah. But, like, everything else was, like, new. It was so brand new. It was the first time I was by myself. And um, it was hard, like, keeping a schedule. And somebody, like, actually sitting me down and saying, like, hey, Isaac, this is how you keep a schedule. Because I was like, how do you work this planner? Right. I don't know how to do these things. Like, I literally skated by in school because, not that I'm, like, super smart, but I'm smart enough. Yeah. And it was like, I got through this, and I ran track. I'm here on a track scholarship, and, like, I'm, like, not worried about it, and I'm here to run. <laughs> so I would have told myself, hey, you got to graduate eventually. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to be a super track star. Right. And because you're not going to be a super track star, you don't have to, like, be a hyper-masculine athlete. Like, that was something that I had to work on and unpack. But, like, I was at a private school in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wow. And there was 4,000 kids, and I felt like I had to fit in. Mm -hmm. And the thing was, like, that fit in with, like, drinking and, like, um, rushing and going through, like, the process to be a frat boy which like why would i do that why would you do that and it was the white frats too like why no. mm -mm. why would i do something like that no 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 and so it was like i was trying to like meet all these stipulations and like all these ideas of what i like, thought college was supposed to be and like in real life if i would have just done what i do did in like grad school mm -hmm. i'd have been so chill i'd have been so happy and like actually reached out and like made friends with the people I want to be friends with but like which was like I found all the black people and we became friends. Right. Like outside of like athletes I was like oh these are the black people who are like just here to go to school we're going to all be friends. Right. And that's how that worked and I was like but that's like something I would tell myself again it's like find your community. Oh totally. <laughs> find that. your community. And like that was yeah that's good cuz I think one thing like through college and it was maybe even Late college, but then transitioning. I lived in Lawrence after I graduated, and mm. I was still friends with a lot of people in college. So parts of that felt like I was in college, too, because I was still in those communities. And, like, what happened during that period was, like, I lost a lot of, the like, my closest friends in college because I realized they weren't actually people who wanted me to be around. Like, it was, like, and, like, that I took so hard when I, oh, when I was that, like, at that age, it was, like, it was, and it was, like, my white friends. Like, my white mm -hmm. friends were very uncomfortable with me deciding that I was unapologetically black. Like, oh they were so uncomfortable. And to a point where they would, like, I had one just, like, like kind of just lash out, like, not engage with me. And then when I confronted her about it, it was like I had done something completely wrong to her, and she just didn't know how to talk to me anymore. And I, and I was like, what is happening? Like, something has to be wrong with me. Like, I took it so personally. because mm -hmm. I, and I, But I couldn't not be the person I was so I was taking it personally and feeling horrible about myself but also knowing like 
this is just who I am. Like, this is just what I know about myself now. Exactly. And this is just how I want to be. But now my closest, some of my closest friends in the world don't want me to be around anymore. And so it, that was really tough. And now it doesn't bother me at all. Like, I, it's like finding the people that really want you to be around is so enriching. Like, it's oh such gosh, a, it's, so, it's good. so good. It's so good to have that kind of love in your life that like, don't sweat the people who end up leaving like leave them behind oh gosh no like being able to drop someone (laughs) i feel like that was like a learning curve like when i was in college i was so worried about my high school friends not being friends with me anymore with me anymore Mm. and then there was this one girl who came from my high school and i was like i have to be friends with her because i know her and if i'm still friends with her i'm friends with my friends back in college or back in high school back home and i was like i think it was like the second semester i was like or i was like i can't do this anymore like, this isn't working. Mm-mm. Like, I would love to hang out with y'all and, like, continue this friendship and everything, but I'm different now. I took a intro to women's and gender studies class, and I'm about that life. Right. Um, I'm reading, like, bell hooks now. I'm above it. Um, if you're white and, like, your grandma, like, cusses me out or calls me out of my name, like, I'm going to have to fight her and I'm going to have to tell her she's racist. Like, this is what I'm You have to. That's... And so I'm not going to stop it. And, like, I feel like being unapologetically, like, you from the beginning, it doesn't matter, like— mm-hmm what you are you can be black brown puerto rican chinese boys i'm so sorry missy elliott popped in my wow. head really quick. we went there so fast wow <laughs> um but yeah like just being unapologetically you and yeah. be like who you are fully like it's scary to come out of the closet but like coming out as like a like woke black person are coming back out as like a woke woke person of color is so terrifying also because you could lose your friends like that but honestly it's so fulfilling when you can go to like places like the OMA or like go into like your school and find the people who are actually going to ride for you and like you can do those study groups with because they kind of look like you and you're like hey like you get it you know why nobody's choosing us to be in their groups like you get it you don't have to and you don't have to talk about all that either you just uh -uh. get it like it's just so much easier nobody's asking you to unpack it no like nobody feels like they're like okay, what can I do better? No, you can just be, and we're just going to be together. Right. And we're just going to chill. Like, once you find those people, and you, <sighs> please find it in the first semester. Because, like, dra- yeah, dragging that out. And, like, don't feel uncomfortable about going into, like, different organizations that you feel like you don't feel like you would, like, have gotten along with in high school. Like, mm. go to your BSU meetings. Yes. Go to, like, all those things. And if they don't match... Find somebody else. Find there's, else. There's somebody else in there that you can look at and you'll be like, mm-hmm, I click with that person. And you can talk to them and they'll take you around and you'll find your people. It's just like taking that extra foot out. And if you're introverted, like, there's folks for you too. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. It works itself oh, yeah. out. Most of my friends, are, I'm introverted, but I present myself as extroverted. It's confusing. But like a lot of- Are we the same person? Yes, we've discussed this before. Oh, we have. Yes, we have. Okay, just make no, sure. but it's qu- you find your people quick. You find I found I found Isaac in like three seconds. Like as soon as Isaac moved here, I was like, oh, I'm gonna hang out with Nadia, which like, and it was like a perfect fit. Like we should have been friends a long time ago. I feel like we wasted years, and so I'm upset about it. Still, oh, yeah, I think about it a lot. No, okay, wait. <laughs> Sidetracked. I feel like we answered that question, but I want to talk about how we realized we were in the same place at the same time in 2016 recently. Wait, where were we again? Brie Newsome, whenever she was at KU. Brie Newsome, yes. Yeah. Oh, that is wild because you showed me a picture of you and Brie Newsome from that event, and my brain literally took me to a moment where I remember seeing you. 
at the event because like you just looked a little different at the time your hair was longer yeah. so like you looked different and so when I saw that photo I was like oh my god I've known you for years <laughs> which makes sense because it seems like we've known each other for years we, so it's, it's just it in just passing is. and seeing each other as humans and being like okay and moving on with our lives and that's literally how it's been until I got here and it was like yo actually we're like okay and okay and like it's just like we're just gonna we're just gonna keep living our lives now like yeah. but together exactly just, on this podcast yeah that's wild I oh just can't gosh. believe that happened to us so wild. and what a beautiful moment for us to have connected on before we knew each other before we knew each other such a good moment yes the first time we were in a sharing a space was in what is the name of that building it's in the union. the union what's the the amphitheater thing we were in it's on the Woodruff fifth floor auditorium yeah so <laughs> I used Woodruff. to work in orientation so I know the buildings really well uh, oh no <laughs> like it's so weird <laughs> oh man, oh, yes, Woodruff Auditorium. Woodruff I remember it well. So, if you want to meet your new revolutionary bay, yeah, go to Woodruff go Auditorium. To Woodruff Auditorium. But make sure black people are going there before you do. If you're black, if you're a person of color, <laughs> like, just make sure there's other people of color there. Like, just like, yeah, I was. Don't just go up there. Just be like, just be rolling find in there. Revolutionary bay. You might find something else. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff happening on that campus. Yeah, that's not the safest union. For you just to be black and person of color just walking around there. Mm. But you can always go to the OMA and find your revolutionary bay there. And it's Shout right out to the OMA. next door. It's beautiful. It's like connected. You could just walk through a tunnel and walk in there. You don't yeah. even have to go outside. You can just go in there and work on those couches. I did it like every day. Mm, I didn't even talk there. to people. I just went there. And eventually, like, that's how I befriended the people in there. Yes. So, Cody, the beautiful human, Cody Charles. Yes. You... Just tell all the young folk <laughs> that they just need to go to the OMA. Yeah. I mean, it's not all on you to tell people. but Disperse us <laughs> to, through the interwebs. Tell the internet. Through the speakers of the, the halls of the great University of Kansas. Are you writing a poem? Yes, in my head. It's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, because my poem's not good, we're going to take a break. And we're back with, can I get a to-go bag? Can it be, can I get a to-go plate? That sounds better. I feel like it sounds better than bag. Yeah. You're not going to just like throw a bunch of food into a bag. Know what I think about when I think of like a to-go bag? What? Um, What is that Erica Badu song called? Bag Lady? Yeah. That's a good song. That's such a good song. I love that song so much. (laughs) Like, Mm. that's just really, it's just emotional that you brought it up (laughs) in the context of a to-go plate. (laughs) (laughs) I think Erica would be proud of us. I think think Erica just is happy that we have kept her in the conversation. She's right. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's good. Erica Badu, behind Daniel, our engineer, is the god in my, god in my head. Erica Badu. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anymore. That doesn't make any sense. To be completely honest, I'm at a point in my life where <laughs> I'm shutting down. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long day. We need to close. That's yeah, like that's what we need that's to do. What, that's what can I get a to-go plate is, is all about. about. It's the close. It's the closure. Mm. Closure. The closure that doesn't exist because closure isn't real. You think that? We got to unpack that. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. That's That's a really serious feeling. <laughs> I want to address it like right after the podcast. Yeah, honestly. we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, so, 
at work, when we finish our groups, mm. we do a checkout. And usually it's like, what are you looking for for the rest of the day? But it's like at six o'clock. So usually they're like, dinner. Sleep. <laughs> and I'm like, same. We're <laughs> <laughs> ready to go eat. Food. But I think our question should be a feeling word. So how do you feel? One word. And then, I don't know. And then let's talk about Daniel and what he looks like because nobody's going to ever see Daniel. Yeah, our engineer. He's okay. amazing. He's truly a gift. We didn't know that we were going to get that gift today. Like, we knew Daniel was coming, but we didn't know what Daniel was like. We didn't know him. Nothing about him. And He's I feel amazing. Like, yeah, it's just like, I'm a changed person, for I feel, sure. I feel very good about Daniel being in my life now. Yeah. Do, we, do you want to go ahead and tell people what Daniel looks like? I feel we like we're already there. here. Like, the yeah, checkout already... could happen right after we yeah, talk a little just, bit about okay. Daniel. So Daniel, <laughs> he kind of looks like a cool surfer dude right now. Right. Very tall, very tall, like a good seven feet at least. Is seven how I would foot it. six. Very he specific. He has to duck to go through doors. <laughs> yeah, he does it all He's the time. Tall. He does yeah. that all the time. Every time he has to like go and like set up here, he has to like fix things and use super long arms to like reach. He has like yeah. Michael Phelps arms. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's wearing this really like whimsical looking tank top. Yeah. And it says sun's out, guns out, yeah. and it's smoky outside. Yeah, so <laughs> Daniel doesn't spend a lot of time outside though. But he does, because he goes surfing a lot. Oh wow, that is confusing. He has beach blonde hair and he's always wearing sunglasses. Yes. Like neon orange sunglasses. Yes. And always in swim trunks. Sometimes I think he's changed clothes while we've been here, and I think he's been in a swimsuit also, like a full body. <laughs> Swimming suit. Oh, like if you were like a synchronized swimmer. Yeah. That kind of swimsuit. Yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, like, yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember the shoes that he was wearing earlier. It's I don't like, know. It was like. It was a, it, wait, those like really cool shoes? Because he doesn't like to wear shoes, right? right? Because they're constrictive and it doesn't allow him to be free and flowy. So he wears those shoes that are like, they're toe shoes. Exactly. It's like, it's just your foot. It's just your foot. And the ground. That's the way yeah. Daniel likes it. I think one day, I think he's going to invest in one of those like. Things that you could just put on your foot, and you can have your foot all the way out, and it's just like a cover for the bottom of your foot, so it doesn't get like super messed up. That's a thing. Yeah, I saw it on Facebook. Wow. Yeah, yeah I could see that. I could see that on Daniel for sure. Yeah, Daniel has to be about it. So that's just like a little bit about Daniel. Yeah. Our, uh, our wonderful sound engineer. He's it's awesome. Over here at Jack Straw Cultural Center. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. I've read the sign outside several times. Yeah, but it's like. Super cool. It's, it's awesome. I love it here. I feel famous already, and I, I feel don't like know. it's just no one's, the Jack no one's heard this yet. No, mm-hmm. nobody's heard this yet, but they will soon. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now because they're listening. Well, to yeah, it. but I'm just happy that we're here together. And oh my gosh, how do you feel? This is your first podcast experience with me. I feel like you've done a podcast before. I don't know why. I feel like you've experienced this kind of lifestyle. People say that to me all the time. People. <laughs> People say that to me. Like, they're like, you should be on the radio or you should have a podcast. And I'm like, yes, you're right. All the things I say are, first of all, entertaining. And secondly, really important. Yeah, everything we've said right now has been important. You're right. There should be a podcast. It would be natural for me to have that lifestyle already. So I'm glad, like, (laughs) honestly, I just feel, what's the word I would use right now? 
I have two words. Can I use oh, two words? Oh, use two. Go off. I have. I feel at home. <gasps> like this is a very comfortable thing for me. Like when I first like got in here, I was like, this is gonna be kind of weird. Like listening to my voice too would be kind of. Weird. But like this is very comfortable. I'm very yeah. comfortable with Isaac because like. You know, we're a revolutionary couple. We're a revolutionary couple. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Daniel. Just like. Daniel has helped me through this process. Yes. Daniel is the best. This is like a really, this is like a nice stay at a Hilton. This experience. This experience. Not yeah. really in like, that doesn't make the sense like with the at home thing because Hilton's not at home. I mean, but like if you were to go to a hotel that would feel the most homey. Right. I would assume it was a Hilton. Right, right. Yeah. And that. That is, that's why, the, you know, the metaphor for this yes. particular experience. Is the at-home Hilton <laughs> Express. Express? That makes it nicer. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and put Express can it, on Can it this. be in New York? It certainly like could. Yeah, it it's certainly could. Yeah. It's in New York. That's what <laughs> Okay, well, I feel very whimsical and a little bit, like, exhausted. But it's because of the day. But I yeah. feel like it's, like, a combination of the two is, like... I'm moving, I'm swaying, I'm living my life. Yes. Because, bitch, I'm a cow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of moves, bitch. Get out my head. <laughs> that's that's never going to get old. No, that's perfect. <laughs> Literally. Oh, my gosh. My milkshake brings all the boys to the farm. farm. <laughs> that's quality. Quality. Lyricism. Quality lyricism. Everybody go t- check out Bitch, I'm a Cow by Doja. Cat. Doja Cat. Doja Cat. That's Doja our girl. Cat. That's our girl, Doja. D- Doja. Mm. But her. not a cat. Not a cat, though. Because, bitch, she's a cat. She's a cat. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.